At this time, um, can you turn to First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34? We have First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, and we in verse 34. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we need you. We ask that you have your way, Lord God. Come right now and speak to us as we sit at your table. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity to worship with you. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come here and hear your word. So if there are any distractions, Lord God, is there any TV or radio or, or any uh, distraction that's going on in the background of our virtual service, we ask right now that we, you remove it. We ask that they cut it off, Lord God, that we can hear from you because today we need a word. We need a word from you, Lord God. We need a word to hear from you, Lord God, that our life may be different. Lord God, we need a word that unbelievers may come into a saving knowledge of you. We need a word, Lord God, that believers may be encouraged, Lord God. We need a word from you today, Lord God. And I surrender myself. I submit myself to you. I need you, Holy Spirit. I cannot do this. I am incapable to do it. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. I don't have the wisdom nor the intellect. I'm nothing without you. And I need you, Lord God, to have your way. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. And we give you all glory and all honor. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. So today we find ourselves in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 31. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse uh, 34. 34. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. For everyone on virtual, this is on the screen today. We're in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and for his mercies endure forever. Let me read that again. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for his, for he is good and his mercies endure forever. On this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic, giving thanks to the Lord. Giving thanks to the Lord. As we have set apart this month of November, which we call Thanksgiving month, where we celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, we will have uh, families over. Now we will have, we will moderate it a little bit and have smaller groups over. And we will sit around a table and eat a Thanksgiving dinner to, to be thankful for what God has done. But as this time, as we come together to show our thanks to God, this should be something that we show all the time. This, this shouldn't be Deacon Dixon, a, a, a one month celebration. This shouldn't be Anthony, a, 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 one in a, a one month out of a year celebration. We shouldn't just set apart November to thank God. We should thank God all the time. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, Tanisha, as a matter of fact, the scripture tells us to give thanks to the Lord all the time, that we should continue to, to, to thank the Lord uh, uh, for everything he has done and what he is doing. 
So as we continue this month to show, uh, to preach through the theme, uh, giving thanks or thanking the Lord, I want to speak to you this morning for from a short topic real quick, um, giving thanks to the Lord. As we find ourselves here in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, 34, David has an amazing story that happened. In the, first, in the previous verses in chapter 16, David has brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. Now, that may not be exciting for you, but for those who are on um, Bible study on Wednesday, we, we've been learning about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant, which, is, which represents the presence of God, where God dwelt at. And it was, it was um, taken away um, from, from Jerusalem. And now uh, David has brought it back to the, to the city of God. And David, in, in, in bringing the ark back, he, he celebrates this. And he, he, he is so grateful and so thankful that he has the presence of God back in Jerusalem. So what David does, David set up this structure in this temple uh, uh, to put the ark in. And he's so excited. So what happened here in the verse number seven through 36, David. Hello? You on Zoom? No, I'm on uh I'm on YouTube, but it froze. I mean it didn't freeze, the sound went up. Yeah, the sound went out. Mm -hmm. He's still he's still loud, but the sound went out. Okay, here too. Did you want to watch it up on the TV? I got it on the TV. Oh, okay. How you doing? You okay? How was your class? It was good. What happened? He was great. Get it too. So as he finished, I'm gonna go to the. Uh, I'm gonna go to the store because we need paper towels. You want me go with you? Uh, I was gonna. I was just gonna run down to. Oh um, Jesus! Neutral you know, Oh my God! <laughs> Janice, we can hear you. in here so we got heaters plugged up and the heater tripped the breaker but we're going to take that break away and, and keep in mind it's not the devil don't be saying y'all the devil trying to be busy no it ain't the devil it's the heater just messed us up okay so here we are we here we here in first uh chronicles chapter 16 verse 3 and what happened is david is excited to bring um the ark of the covenant back to jerusalem so as he brought the ark of the covenant back into jerusalem and the presence of god are here in jerusalem right now uh, he is so excited so what he does in um, verses number seven through 36 is he go get his musician he go get his musician as ASAP ASAP and he go get his musician and he he comes and he create this song of Thanksgiving 
So in verses number 7 through 36, he creates this psalm of thanksgiving, thanking God for what he has done. All throughout this song, he, he, he thanked God and he sings this song of thanksgiving with Asaph in the back playing the instruments and they start to sing and worship God and thank him for, his, for the thanksgiving, thank him in thanksgiving and show their gratitude towards him for what he has done. This, this is amazing. This is amazing as we look at this because what David says, David said, oh, give thanks. David said, oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. The first thing we see here in this verse number 34, and there's three things we see in this one verse. It's three things I want you to see in this first Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 34. It's three things. The first thing we see is in 34a that he petitions the, uh, the people to give thanks. He says, oh, give thanks. He, he doesn't just say give thanks to the Lord. He just didn't say, thank you, Lord. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord. This O oh, is a statement of expression. This, this, this O oh, is, a, is a showing of a expression. This O oh, show us the mood of the text. David just not saying, God, we thank you. God, you, you, you good. We thank you, God. No, David said, God, we thank you. He, he's showing an expression. He's showing an expression of joy to the Lord and thanking the Lord. And what he do is he petition the people, the people of God, to give thanks to God. He, he petitioned the people. He petitioned the people. Here in verse number 34a, he's petitioned the people to give thanks. This is amazing because, because when I think about this thing, he petitioned the people to join into worship of giving thanks to God. He, he petitioned the people to, to join in to, to worship of, of giving thanks to God. That, that, that amazes me because why in the world do I have to petition someone to give thanks? Why, why, why do we have to coerce someone or, 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 or a mentor someone or uh, push someone to give thanks to God? God been so good to you, we have to tell you to give thanks. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand anybody on live screen. You hear me right now that that David, he invites them to worship God with him. I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it, Aiden. I don't get it, uh, Sister Howard. I, I don't get it, uh, Brother Powell. I don't get it. How in the world can can, can someone have to be coerced to, 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 to thank God? How, how, why do we have to uh, 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 make a petition for, for you to thank God? Don't, ain't God worthy to be thanked? Ain't God worthy to be praised? Ain't he worthy to be lifted up? Why I have to uh, uh, be a hype man for God to hype you up to give God thanks? He petitioned, he petitioned, he petitioned the people. He, he invite the people to come and, 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 and give thanks to God with expression. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord. He invites them to join in on his worship. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff. I'll I, I, I be riding in a car and I like my, my gospel music. And when I'm riding in a car, I like my gospel music. And I'm in there raising my hand and, and you know, spitting out my mouth. And I'm in there enjoying my worship. And next thing I know, I see my, my, my wife over there in the car and she joined in the worship and in the same worship I'm in. And then Jackson in the back and you see him, he don't, he, he don't, he cool because he don't really, he ain't gonna really do what we do. But I see him tapping his leg or, or singing slowly. But I'm just saying how is how is effective, uh, um, um, how is contagious when we join in to worship God. And he petitioned the people. 
<coughs> excuse me, he petitioned the people, <coughs> excuse me, to give praise, to thank God. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. He petitioned the people to thank God. He invite them in to worship God. David says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. David said, oh, give thanks. He petitioned the people to come in and worship God with him. I ask, will, will you join me in worshiping the Lord? Will you join me in lifting up the, the name of the Lord? Will you join in and praising the name of God? Would you join in in celebration to, to, to who God is and, and what God has done? Would you, would, you, would you join in with me to thank God for, for all he has done? Just look back over your life and you can just join in with me. Say, thank you, Lord. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. But the second thing we see here is not only do David petition the Lord, I mean petition the people to give thanks, Look, look, look. He says, not only do we petition them to give thanks, but the second we think we see in this verse 34b is that the person to whom they give thanks to. Look what it says. He petitioned them in verse 34. Look what he says in verse 34. He said, oh, give thanks. But now he gives the person to whom we ought to thank. Look what he says. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. See right there. Right there. Y'all miss y'all shouting for me. Right there, you missed the point where you supposed to get up and throw the dinner table down on the floor and run around the house and make your dog and your cat figure try to figure out what you're doing. Right then and there, you supposed to hit your horn while you in your car. Right then and there, you supposed to sped up the treadmill because you are so grateful and thankful for the person to whom you are to give thanks to. He says, here it is. Not only do he petition us and invite us to give thanks to the Lord, but he tells us to whom the thanks is to be given to. Look what he said. He said, here, he tells us the person to whom to thank. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord. My God, my God. See, there you go. You, you missed it virtually. You missed it. He says, give thanks to the Lord. Now, according to your response, you don't know who the Lord is. According to the way you responded to me, you, you, you must have a problem with understanding who the Lord is. And like I always tell you, when you see that capital L, Capital O, capital D, I mean, capital R, capital D, that's Ananias, that's the self-efficient, uh, that's a self-existing God. That's a self-existing Lord. That means that he wasn't created. He wasn't formed. He just showed up. That This is the Lord that he said, give thanks to. I, I just want to help you understand. He said, here's the person that we ought to give thanks to. He said, give thanks to the one who is self-existent. Give thanks to the one who, who is God who just showed up. Give thanks to the one who is the Lord. Give thanks to the one who is the God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I see you all still don't understand who the Lord is. The scripture says it like this, that he's the almighty God. The scripture says he's the most high God. The scripture says he's God of heaven and God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The scripture says that all glory is due to him. I see there's some people that's just joining late. So let me help you understand who the Lord is. He said the Lord is the living God. He says give thanks to whom is due. And who is due to thanks? The Lord. He says the living God. He says the one who has all things under control. 
the one who has all power in his hand, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one that we should give thanks to because he is God Almighty. He is the Holy One. He is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He is Jesus, the Messiah. He is the Redeemer of the world. He is the life giver. He is the life lifter. He is the one that has all power in his hand. Said this is the person to whom we ought to give thanks to. This is the Lord that we ought to give thanks to. I, I understand you giving thanks to me, but giving thanks to the Lord got to be totally different. Giving thanks to the Lord, you can't be reserved and giving thanks to the Lord. You got to show off and give thanks to the Lord. You got to sacrifice some things to get life to the Lord. I don't care what you think about me, I'm gonna give life, I'm gonna give um, thanks to the Lord. Sometimes the Lord gotta embarrass me. Sometimes I got to cry and give him thanks. Sometimes I got to run and give him thanks. Sometimes I got to lift my head and give my hands and give thanks. Sometimes I got to do a dance and give thanks. Sometimes I got to thank you. Thank you, Lord, because he is worthy of all our gratitude. He says, he said, give thanks, give thanks. He said, give thanks. He tells us here in First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34, he tells, he petitioned us to give thanks. He invite us in to give thanks. He said, oh, give thanks. And then the second thing he do, the second thing he do is he, he, he tells us to whom this thanks is due. He gives us the person to whom this thanks. He said, the Lord. He said, you giving thanks to the Lord. This is thanksgiving to the Lord. We ought to give thanks to, to God. When you wake up in the morning, you should thank God. When you get home safe, you should thank God. When your children wake up, you should thank God. When they graduate from school, you should thank God. When you graduate from school, you should thank God. When you do well on that test, you should thank God. In everything, we ought to give thanks to him. Because he is the mighty one. He is, he is, the, he is the one that sustains everything and holds everything in his hand. So he tells us here in this text that he, he says, give thanks to the Lord. He tells us that he petitioned us to give thanks. He invites us to give thanks to the Lord. Then he also tells us to whom we ought to give thanks to. He tells us the person to whom we ought to give thanks to. And the third thing, and I'm out your way, he tells us the purpose for this thanksgiving. So y'all see that? Y'all see the alliteration? He tells us the petition. He petitioned us to give thanks. Then he tells us the person to give thanks to. And now he tells us the purpose to give thanks to. All this in verse 34. It's amazing how God works this thing out. All of it in verse 34. So now we look in verse 34C. He tells us the purpose for giving thanks to the Lord. He tells us the purpose. So right here he says, in verse number 34C, he says, for he is good and for his mercies endure forever. He says, he says, I, 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 I petition you and I invite you in to, to give thanks to the Lord. He said, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Then he tells us, he tells us, he tells us to whom we ought to give thanks. He tells the purpose, I mean, the, per, the person to whom to thank um, is the Lord. He said, this is who we should give thanks to, to the Lord. And then he tells us, then he tells us the purpose for giving thanks. He tells us the purpose for giving thanks. So right here, right here, right here, he tells us, he tells us the purpose for giving thanks. He says, uh, for he is good and for his mercies endure forever. Now watch this. David gives us two purpose 
for giving thanks. He gave us two purposes for giving thanks. He gave us two purposes in this text for giving thanks. In this verse, he gave us two purposes. He said the first thing, he says, I, I, I want you to give thanks. David said, I'm giving thanks because the Lord is good. He, uh, he, he says, I'm giving thanks for, 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 for God is good. I, I, I can't really see everything that's going on on, on virtual, but, but I'm sure you all should be sending some hearts or something, prayer hands, just thanking God or in the chat saying, yeah, because he's good. When I, when I said give thanks to the Lord for his good right there, you you should have shouted. You should have you should have threw your phone or something or, or been tapping uh, something in the chat just to show how you appreciate. Though no, he said give thanks to the Lord. Here's the first purpose, because God is good. He said for 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 the Lord. Is good. Now, 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 I can't testify uh, uh, about for you, but I, I, I can testify for me, Sarita. I, I, I can't testify for you, Tamara, how good the Lord been for you, but I, I can testify for me. I, I can't testify uh, uh, for you, Mickey, of how the Lord been for you, but I, I can testify how the Lord been for me. He said, give thanks to the Lord because the Lord is good. When I, when I start to think about the goodness of God, I, I just get overwhelmed. When I start to think about how good God had been to me, I just, I'm just so grateful and I'm thankful because of his goodness. Anybody out there want to join in with me to thank God for his goodness? Anybody out there excited for, for, for the goodness of God? If you don't have a reason uh, to be, to thank God for his goodness, let me just give you a reason right here. Just take a deep breath in like this and blow it out. Right there, that's the goodness of God. Right there, that's the goodness of God. Right now, you have a reason to say thank you, because if you can take a deep breath in and, and, and release it, that's a good thing, that you're still living. I want to thank God for getting me up this morning, because he's a good God for touching me. He didn't have to touch me to get me up. My alarm cock didn't get me up. My wife didn't get me up. Jackson didn't get me up this morning. It was the Lord's hand who touched my cold body and got me up uh, this morning. I want to thank the Lord not only for getting me up, but letting all my extremities work. Let my hands work. Let my mind work. Let my feet work. Cover my mind and cover my heart. I just want to thank God for keeping me safe. He's a good God. Do anybody know how good God is? I'm just telling my testimony. I don't have to look back from years ago and tell you how good God is. I can just look right now, uh, a couple of minutes ago and tell you how good God it is because he has blessed us with everything we need. He has blessed us with strength and power. God is good. Is God good to anyone out there? You have been through some things in your life and God has showed up. You got that car when you, when you ain't deserved that car. You got that house when you ain't have good enough credit. You got that job and you know you didn't have your credentials. God has been good to you. You have been sick and you made it through. He has brought you through cancer. He brought you through COVID. He has protected your home. He has protected your finances. God is a good God. He has protected you on your job. He has kept you for 27 years, shorty, as a police officer. God is good. He says, here's the first purpose. He says, because God is good for he is good. Anybody out there have a testimony of the goodness of God? How good God has been to you? How he has made a way out of, out of no way? Have you have looked in the tunnel and you couldn't see a light? And all of a sudden you see a, a little light at the end of the tunnel where God is bringing you through your situation. God is a good God. And David says, I want to thank God for his goodness. 
I want to thank him for his goodness. He allowed the Ark of the Covenant to be back in Jerusalem. He allowed them to, to, to now come and have worship in Jerusalem where God has set it up because they have, he allowed them to bring the Ark of the Covenant back. And David says, he is the first person, he is the first purpose of thanksgiving is I want to thank the Lord because he is good. And we serve a good God. We serve a wonderful God. We serve an awesome God. He's a good God. But then there's a second purpose. He says, not only is the Lord good, but he says the second thing, for his mercies endure forever. He says, I, I, I want, I want he says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. He says, oh, give thanks. He petitioned us and invited us to give thanks. Then he tells us to whom we ought to give thanks. And then he gives us the purposes of why we should give thanks. He said, the first thing is that because the Lord is good. But then second, he says, here's the second purpose of giving thanks. He said, because his mercies endure forever. Mm -mm. I tell you, I tell you, I wish I could see what's going on right now. Because some of y'all missed it. His mercies endure forever. That tells me that if you missed it, you don't understand mercies. Mercy endure forever. Mercies is what God hold back from us that we deserve. The mercy is the, is the trouble that we deserve that God hold back from us. That, that's what mercy means. It means that God hold back what we deserve. So we deserve to be dead, but God hold us back. I, I don't know about you because sin, we deserve to be dead and gone in, in hell right now, but God has held back and gave us another chance. Anybody God gave another chance? Anybody know about the mercies of God that he has given you chance after 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 chance and you keep saying, I don't know God, you gonna give me chance after chance. I, he ain't a second chance God. He a chance after chance God. He gives us more chances than we even give ourselves. That's his mercies enduring forever. That's his mercies that he brought upon us. The reason why you still have life today because of his mercy. Say because his mercies endure forever. He says we ought to give thanks to God for his mercies. Man, look at the foolish things you've done in your life. And I, I'm talking about the foolish things you've done when you wasn't even a child of God. And how he has kept you. Just think about some of the foolish things you've done and how he has restored your life. Just think about all the crazy things you got yourself into before you even knew Christ. I'm talking to my believers now because some of you all forget what you used to be. All them things you have done and, and God kept you in all that. Some of the places you was in, you shouldn't have made it out. Some of the drugs you was using, you still should be a crackhead. Some of the things that you took into your body, your body should be failing right now. You got good health. That's the mercies of God. God, he says, give thanks to the Lord. Here's the purpose for his mercies. Now let's talk about those who, who are now believers who do foolish things that you should have been wiped out with. That your wife gave you a, another chance after you committed adultery after adultery. That's the mercies of God. That your husband gave you another chance after you committed adultery after adultery. That's the mercies of God. Children, how your parents give you another chance after you continue to be disobedient, rebellion, and rebellion. That's the mercies of God. 
how your job gave you another chance and another chance after you should have been fired. That's the mercies of God. How you should have been put out of school because you wasn't, you couldn't keep up with the academics, but the mercy of God kept you there. Say, give thanks to the mercies of God. Anybody know about the mercies of God? The mercies of God is an awesome thing. A wonderful thing that we should give thanks to the Lord. That we should praise his name, that we should lift up his name for the mercies of God. When I think about the goodness and the mercies of God, all I can do is say is thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for holding back what should have took me out. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercies. But there's another thing. He not only say give thanks to the Lord because he's good. And because his mercies endure forever. But watch this. He said, not only give thanks to the Lord because he's good and for his mercy, but he said, because his mercies endure forever. Oh, my God. Just think about that. That the mercies of God never runs out. Never runs out. That the mercies of God will never run out. And I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm studying this and I'm like, forever? This is not just forever in our earthly life, but we will experience the mercies of God even in eternal glory. Even in eternal glory, we would experience the mercies of God. And I've read to research that. How can we spend, how can we uh, still experience the mercies of God in heaven with him? We would need mercy no more. But know what will happen. We wouldn't need mercy no more, but we have reaped the benefit of mercy because we only there because of his mercy. <laughs> we only get we only in heaven because of his mercy. So we will embrace the mercy of God and we will celebrate the mercy of God because the only reason why we there is because of his mercy. Because we ain't good enough to make it. We ain't good enough to be there. It was only because of his mercies that we're there. So we will experience the mercy of God forever. His mercies never run out. And watch this, watch this. His mercies never run out, watch this. And there are some who don't know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. It's some of you who are, who are still in sin and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. And guess what? His mercies are still there for you. It's never too late. You still can have a relationship with God. Your mercies, his mercies are still there for you. He loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He went to the cross with joy, Hebrew says. The book of Hebrews says he went to it with cross to take your sin on. That's the mercies of God. That he endured the cross on your behalf. So if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord, say this is a great opportunity to experience the mercies of God. God, mercy is upon you. God, mercy is all around you. But will you accept it? Because your fate and every human being fate was to die and go to hell. But God decided to change the course of mankind. And the way he did it, he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrificial lamb, to die on the cross for your sins and mine. There's no way we could have made it. There's no way that we could get to heaven without Jesus Christ. I was out 
last night eating with my sister at a retirement party at a restaurant, and I was talking to the waitress. And she had so much going on in her head. Matter of fact, I was praying for her this morning because she was everywhere. She's studying so many different religions and she's trying to intertwine them together and, and weave them together to make them work. And I told her, you already got the truth. Once you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got the truth. There's no need of research and counterfeit. Get to know your truth. And I told her what she needs to do is she needs to be discipled in the truth. And then she won't have to search that is what's counterfeit. That is what's a false religion. And a lot of times what you're doing is you, 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 you're searching out the things, trying to fulfill life, trying to get meaning in life, trying to get purpose in life. And I'm here to introduce you to the truth, to the mercies of God. His mercies endure forever. His mercies from the cross is still effective today. It's still powerful today for you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. This is a great opportunity, not only to give thanks, but to receive the mercies of the Lord that you may experience eternal life. Is there one today? Is there one today?